welcome to Better Movie Club, uh, where every week we watch a movie and then we talk about ways to make it better and like magic, create scenes before your very ears from the new Better Movie. I'm Leah Morse. And I'm Austin Wyford. I'm Andrew Farley. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, you might know her as Momo the Mouse from Hello from the Magic Tavern or uh, from the Welcome Back web series, which if you haven't watched, you should watch, uh, or uh, from a show that all three of us are really big fans of, Hey Riddle Riddle. Today we have Erin Keefe. Erin, oh thank you so much gosh. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That You mentioning Welcome Back really threw me for a loop. <laughs> no one's <laughs> ever so mentioned good. that to me in an intro before. <laughs> oh, it was so great. funny. Uh, wow. I'm, thank you so much for watching it. That's like one of my favorite things I've ever done because mostly because like it's a sort of time capsule for some of my favorite Chicago improvisers. I know you had Dan White on the show before. He has one of my favorite mm -hmm. episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is truly like if I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, I'm just going to go watch that Dan White episode of Welcome Back. <laughs> the fun part of that one is that one had like the loosest script and outline. We basically... We're like, Dan, you're going to be a liar. And then we improvised like <laughs> 10 different takes that were all perfect. That would have been so funny. But with everyone else, it was like a, a, a much clearer script. But we were like, he's so funny that we can just, just tell him to be a liar and he'll do something that is perfect. I also loved um, uh, uh, Tim Lyons and Dan do the, the videos on Twitter where um, Tim is Dan's dad and just... <laughs> like your part as his mom was so funny so and I just good. I didn't realize it was you and then I was uh we're in the um the Patreon discord for improv is dead and uh I was talking to Dan about it and he mentioned that that part was you and I was like oh my god I didn't even it but yeah it was so funny Dan was generous enough to let me do that because I think I had messaged each of them the first video that came out of that made me sob laughing I couldn't stop watching it and I messaged each of them being like you need to understand that this is the best comedy thing so I think the amount of times I inundated them with compliments they were like we can let her do it but it was so fun and funny recording that I completely forgot about that too huge fan of those guys that's a yeah, great Patreon great. to support check out Improv is Dead yeah mm -hmm. a podcast and that is not mine but you yeah. should listen to but you've been oh. on like two or three episodes, I think, right? Yeah. Very, I always get very, very nervous for that because those guys are like a generation above me. So when I moved to Chicago, I watched them uh, a bunch and was like big fans. So it's always kind of nerve wracking. Um, and <sighs> also, them, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> them and Adel were, it was, oh, Adel was a whirlwind. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, we're very inexperienced. So uh, every, all of our guests have, have been uh, so, so impressed impressive and yeah. we've just been like wow this is what it's like Way to be carried in a scene <laughs> like, <laughs> he's yeah he's such a good improviser you wouldn't know it from hey riddle riddle because we <laughs> just are trying to kill each other but adel is like can fix any improv very very quickly it's very impressive Again, check out Hello from the Magic Tavern, a podcast that is not mine, but it's very yeah. good. So this is our show as we talk about other, <laughs> other podcasts, podcasts that we like and yeah, just plug yeah. them. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Austin, would you do us the honor of introducing the movie? Yeah, I will. Um, so this week we watched a movie with an egg on a stick with an orange tree and with a lot of horses. You guessed it. It's The Illusionist <laughs> with Eddie Norton. 
It really just occurred to me that I made everyone watch this. Like, I really just felt oh, yeah. the weight of what I did. <laughs> a bunch of very nice people. I was like, oh, man, I should have really thought about this before I tortured everybody. Aaron, we have watched some stinkers. So yeah. I, I, I promise this movie was fine. We basically just hold guns to each other's heads and make, mm-hmm. <laughs> make everyone yeah. watch different bad movies every every week. So Friendship. Yeah. 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 In a nutshell, yeah. We just take turns hating each other, really. Uh, so real quick before um, we talk more about the movie, uh, in case anyone's out there that hasn't seen it, I'm going to quickly try and summarize it. We try to do this in three sentences, which is a fun challenge. So in in uh, three sentences, I think this movie is a young magician falls in love with young duchess, but there are different stations in life, so can't be together or torn apart. Uh magician grows up to be pretty prominent magician and then he reconnects with the duchess but she is engaged to a jerk uh magician frames the jerk for her murder and they run away and they're happy together and that's what did i miss what did i miss that's pretty much it right (laughs) well you missed the Um, orange tree and the egg on a stick (laughs) i would sum it up by saying paul giamatti acts harder than he's ever acted before. Oh <laughs> he's so <God>. good. Yes. <laughs> Favorite character, hands down. Had any of you um, seen this before? I yeah. had not. Yeah, a no. long time ago, though. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you thought of it the first time you saw it? If if I can... Um, if I can... This is sort of a trend on the show where I do something wrong and then I later admit it. Uh, <laughs> but if I can just say, uh, in in the Prestige episode that we mentioned earlier... I talked about how when I watched both of those movies, uh, I liked The Illusionist better. And I criticized The Prestige for giving magicians powers that they shouldn't have like logically had. And I said in that episode that The Illusionist was way better at at not doing that than The Prestige was. And then I watched The Illusionist again. And uh, yeah, superpowers all around. Um, So I just want to say I'm wrong about that. I enjoyed this movie, but... When I revisited this movie, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I said all that because I couldn't have been more wrong. (laughs) Way off. I can relate to that because I die on the hill of this movie every chance I get. (laughs) I really like this movie, actually. Uh, I don't remember. I wish I could remember what how like I felt the first time I watched it. But like I know that this time watching it, I was like. Okay, the things I remember are that she's not actually dead. That's like so I'm, I'm going in knowing that and then sort so sort of watching it sort of like the second time you watch like the sixth sense where you're like, "Oh, I get all the clues." Um <laughs> and, and stuff. So that was my experience this time. I don't remember if I caught on to it cold the first time I watched it or if it was actually the the like sort of twist at the ending actually got me. I Farley, you watched it for, for for the first time. Did you? Did it get you, or did you figure it out? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I was distracted pretty much the whole time I was watching it by the whole. He's ac- he's actually doing magic. Like he is summoning <laughs> things that should not be happening in the 1900s. Uh, really threw me. <laughs> Especially uh, in the coming into this, I had heard from Austin specifically <laughs> that this movie was <laughs> mo- closer to uh, real magicians than uh, the Prestige. <laughs> Well, well, I stand by that. 
<laughs> so I loved this movie so much. I think it came out when I was like in eighth grade or freshman year or something like that. And I remember sitting earnestly before I heard a thousand people make fun of it, which is my experience now. I sat there and I, uh, in my hometown, there's an old movie theater that only plays one movie at a time. And it, it like feels more like a uh, theater theater. Uh, it has like old theater seats in it. And it's like a magical place to see a movie. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. But I remember leaving thinking that it was one of the most romantic movies I had ever seen. It is now, really- every rewatch of it, I go, what was wrong with me? <laughs> Were there fumes in that theater? Because I left going... I have two favorite romantic movies now. It's You've Got Mail and The Illusionist, <laughs> which is I, um, delusional. <laughs> it's, I I Ooh. do have to I have to give props to this movie, um, and I'm not a film historian, so I might be wrong about this, but I do think it is the first recorded moment on film where a woman gets horny about an egg balancing. Um, that was really funny and really cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with the egg. <laughs> Someone must have been horny about an egg at some point. That can't be I mean, the first. Yeah, that's like that's the only reason she like or that he catches her eye, right? Is he just walks in front of her balancing an egg on a stick, and she's like, "Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get some of that." And that's right out of the gate. I love mm-hmm, that yeah. you couldn't quite move on from that moment. <laughs> I was thinking All about it the whole about. movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do any of you do magic? Uh oh. I used to. Okay, that is, um, I got to say, the funniest answer to that question. <laughs> Retired I, so, right here on the show. No, I was, Um. so we are, Erin, uh, uh, I believe we're about the same age. So I was like freshman high school when this movie came out. That was about, that was also about the time as uh, we already mentioned the prestige uh, we got Chris Angel going on. Um, like magic had a bit of a moment at that point. And I really, I, I liked it. I still like it as like a performance art. Um, like I, I will still watch it. I completely gave up trying to perform it at all. But like, it won you no hearts. No, 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 no. It was not. It, it didn't give me superpowers. Like uh, honestly, like I think that's me to believe. the least believable thing about this movie is the magician uh, got the girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, in my early 20s, dated a magician, which was an adventure. Not a bad guy, but it is like I remember getting into arguments because I was like, I don't think I really like magic because it feels like a trick. And they like I, I know it takes so many hours of practice and it's like an incredible art form. But in all these pieces of media, it is always men using it to manipulate and seem like they're more clever and more powerful mm-hmm. than other people. Uh, so I had that idea in my head and I used to be like, tell me how you do the trick so I can appreciate it more. And so he would tell me these tricks and then he would get so upset with himself. (laughs) (laughs) He broke the the code. (laughs) It was so sad. He'd be like, I can't believe I told you. And I was like, this is not healthy. (laughs) Do you, do you think that your that that relationship was inspired by this movie? 100%. (laughs) And I gotta tell you, that's why I'm bringing it up. Because immediately, my, one of my older sisters was like, Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> like only an older sister can, was like, Aaron, I'm going to draw a direct line from your crush on Edward Norton in that movie to your crush on this guy. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so in that relationship, did you ever have to fake your death um, and mm-hmm. flee the uh, state? Yeah, he helped me uh, fake my death and run away. I'm living under a whole new identity because of him now. 
Uh, well, I mean, I mean who among us hasn't then. done that? Yeah. But then you laugh. Then you split up, of course. Yeah. After. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I used him to get out of my life, and then, oh my god, and, I, uh, I can't believe how romantic I thought this movie was. Having you were formerly it. a Duchess of Boston, right? Oh yes, of course. And I look just. <laughs> nobody Google me. I look just like Jessica Biel. Nobody Google. Okay. <laughs> Don't look me up. <laughs> uh. So, okay, I feel you, it seems like everyone has sort of mixed opinions about this movie. I didn't dislike it. Um, I remembered it being better than it actually turned out to be is really all like, I was a little disappointed just because of how much I liked it before, um, but I didn't hate it. We've watched much worse movies on this show. I could do without the whole first half. (laughs) Just scrap all of that. (laughs) I like it. I, I think it's, I mean, like, the magic isn't so. I don't think the magic is really uh, important. <laughs> like it, it's just like a love story with like a theme, right? Um, and I like the whole like the the whole like staging the death and and pinning the murder on a guy that really I'm cool with a murder getting pinned on. Like he's the worst. Um, that feels good, and I like I do enjoy a hateable villain. Um, that's like one of my sort of like if a movie has that, I'm like, ooh mm-hmm. yeah, get him! Like he's irredeemable. <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs> that guy was so, that guy's so hateable. Yeah, he's like fun. that in a Knight's Tale. Yeah, that you know, in real life, antagonists are rarely <laughs> this way. They always have redeemable qualities, and you can't just you know pin murders on them. So when you get mm-hmm. to do it vicariously through a movie, I think it's it's a fun thing <laughs> to enjoy. He's a phenomenal bad guy. He really oh, had yeah. a chokehold on that corner of Hollywood in the early <laughs> 2000s. He was all in uh, being villains. I don't think I've ever seen him play something that wasn't a villain. A Knight's He's got Tale. That look. What, what else was he a villain in? I, I know Knight's uh, Tale, but um, a couple other things. Know. Um, so the other two movies uh, that. IMDb says he's known for it. I've never heard of, but it's uh, Dark City. He plays John Murdoch oh. from 98. Do you recognize that? Mm-hmm. And uh, another movie called Judy from 2019. Don't know that one. Uh, either. He was a, a bad guy in The Holiday. Mm. He was like the um, oh, yeah. shitty co-worker boyfriend to Kate Winslet. And he played Alexander Hamilton in the HBO's John Adams, oh, okay. which oh. I was a huge fan of. <laughs> Another thing so, that... <laughs> so he's probably friends with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, they've worked together multiple times. Uh, I loved Paul Giamatti in this. <laughs> he was so I love some over Paul the top. <laughs> I think about his performance in this movie once a week. Him <laughs> laughing at the end while so the camera good. spins around yeah. him is in my like Mount Rushmore of movie moments. It's, it's so, so dumb. Good. <laughs> I love this. I was laughing at that moment because it was like... So at first, the scene is like, okay, Paul Giamatti is realizing what happened. It's like flashing back to all the stuff that he witnessed that's like directly related to Edward Norton's whole plot. But then also, we're going to flash to the cabin where Edward Norton is meeting Jessica Biel at the end. (laughs) That that there's no way, there's no way that the inspector (laughs) knows about this. So I like to think that he realizes the whole plot and then that like little bit further is him imagining what has happening yeah. next. <laughs> uh, he, he like puts her in awesome pants at the end. Those pants that she wears. Yeah, those are it's great. just in his mind's eye. Yeah. And um 
if we had a more visual show, my change would absolutely be that it was him at the end kissing her at the cabin. <laughs> and not he just self inserts like, himself. That's in his imaginary. <laughs> like I'm the situation. magician now. I learned how to do the orange tree thing, and I got yeah. the girl. I did it. <laughs> he totally like, at the beginning when he that scene with them with him like tell me how you do it, and then he does like the ball thing to the forehead thing. He looks so like a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> impressed by him. So for sure, very at the end, excited about I think it. maybe. He would put himself in Jessica Beale's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, one more thing I wanted to mention. Edward Norton's accent in this is deeply confusing to me. Yep. I've seen this movie so many times that on this watch, I was like, I'm just going to focus on this accent. This is the accent pass where I try to crack this. Why not just do a British accent, like a normal British accent, like what other people are doing? Because that's what other people were doing in the movie. Aside from some people who were doing like an Austrian kind of German accent. Yeah, Paul Giamatti few... was out of control as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, uh, because in the scene where she meets up with him uh, in the cabin at night or whatever, and he's just like talking about his life, he talks about how much he's traveled like he was i forget all the places he named but i think he was in like china and like all these other looking for yeah looking for for a mystery that he couldn't solve or something like that and uh i wonder if like i wonder if this movie is involved enough that his accent was supposed to have been influenced by the the areas that he spent time in and like maybe he's losing his accent or Maybe it was just a weird acting choice. I don't like, know. I, you're giving I could this very movie well be, a little bit yeah, too much yeah. credit. <laughs> I have doubts. I didn't think it was a choice. I think he just is not good at accents. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, I got this. And the director was like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel like multiple times while they were shooting this, the director was like, okay, everybody just do kind of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> have I mean, fun. I don't know. I don't feel bad for the director. He put that weird filter over everything at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Very strange. <laughs> that, I mean, that's honestly part most of why, honestly, I could do without the first half of this movie is <laughs> because that filter is on so many scenes and it was giving me a headache. It makes it feel older than it is. Like, I kept looking at the year that it came out and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't look like it came out. <laughs> 2000, 2006 right <laughs> yeah, I think the so. the number of shots where they um in editing decided that they were going to do slow-mo without shooting in like higher frame rates was yeah. inexcusable yeah. i hate that in movies and this movie did it like 10 times it always looked like they kind of did it by accident too. like someone hit the wrong button yeah oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I kept worrying that like my internet connection was messing up. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> You're like with between these accents and these shots, there's got to be something wrong with my internet. Yeah. I gotta I gotta call the Comcast guy because the Edward Norton's doing a weird accent on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right. My someone must have poured water on my TV because this can't be real. The way Paul Giamatti is aggressively eating in this scene is too much. Oh Something's yeah, wrong. I love that too. Yeah, man. An example of ignoring accents done well would be like Death of Stalin, where they were just like, nobody do an accent. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Just do your voice. Here, they said, some of you do accents. Some of you are are German, Austrian, uh, others, you're English. Uh, Just kind of wing it. Yeah. These do a accents, voice. these accents walked so that uh, Benoit Blanc and Knives Out could <laughs> I <was> run. Thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of Benoit Blanc. I was like, well, it wasn't 
that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever was their like voice accent person on set was drunk, I think. (laughs) I think they were just drunk out of their minds the entire time. Yeah, do that, do that. We do more of that. Really (laughs) thought this was a comedy. They were just, (laughs) you know, it'd be really funny if you were English. (laughs) At the rap party, they're like, oh, fuck, it was a what? Oh, fuck. Oh, my fucking fuck. Oh, my God, I made Paul Giamatti do just inexcusable things. It's not comedy? But oh, we did the me. egg scene. We did the egg scene. <laughs> but that little girl at the beginning going, Edward, Edward. That wasn't a comedy? Oh, God. I'm, I'm never going to work in this town again. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, man. And that was The Illusionist. Tune in next week when we do The Prestige again. <laughs> <laughs> Only magician shows now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> Are we ready uh, to roll into? Yeah, I think if we don't have anything else to say about this movie, I think we can we can make it a little bit better. And we're back, and we're ready to make this movie better. So, or are are we back, or are we ghosts? I there's no way we won't reveal the trick (laughs) (laughs) so Aaron um our guests always have the option of pitching their change first but you also don't have to you can have one of us go and then if you feel more comfortable but it's totally up to you Um, I won't go first I I, I pass I'll come back to me (laughs) okay (laughs) Austin do you I know you haven't Um, changed (laughs) yeah so mine is um I, w- I wanted to maybe jump in. This is good. I wanted to jump in early with my idea because it's not really a huge change. It's just sort of a little a little dash of something for us to do in scenes. And that is, um, I think this this happens a couple times, but I think whenever people uh, speak to each other in this movie, um, they lead with or sort of mention what their fathers do for a living uh, because <laughs> we seem to really care about that in this movie at this time. <laughs> Uh, Paul Giamatti was the son of a butcher. Uh, the illusionist was the son of a cabinet maker. Um, of course, the crown prince was the son of an emperor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the duchess, I assume, was the daughter of a baron. Right? That's I don't Isn't know. Isn't a duke? A duke? Is... I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know uh, royalty. Uh, I don't either. speak royalty. <laughs> I understand it. I don't speak it. Um, so, but that's such a broad change that I don't know, like, I don't even know what scene I want to see with that change in it. I mean, we could just keep that and do another yeah. change. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that because I think that will give us more direction as to what uh, what is scenes the, we're going to play is out. Is the change basically that, like, anytime any people talk, they have to say, like, legally what I think it's like, a, <laughs> it's, it's like a social contract, right? Like, if you're uh. going to be interacting with someone, you need to know how seriously you should take them, which mm-hmm. which is, depends on what they're what their father yeah, does for a living of course yeah yeah so um if if we're going to just go to another one uh i have mine ready and i would like also like to get it early um and that is that eisenheim actually a bad magician uh but magic just keeps kind of happening around him it would explain so much more about what's going on because his tricks they don't make sense so uh and yeah he's like losing his mind over this these magic things that keep happening during his shows where he's just trying to like pull a rabbit out of a hat Mm -hmm. so like paranormal activity is happening to him and it's not something he's doing on purpose i've never seen the movie i don't no i'm I'm, not the movie (laughs) 
<laughs> that's part it's, it's all canon now <laughs> the, the sequel is to the illusionist like, is paranormal activity <laughs> is this like a curse like are bad things happening or no is no, it no. Just like his things? magic show is just consists of all these things that he did not plan happening <laughs> but they're actually okay. magic but the yeah, he's exactly. just sort of like confidently trying to fold it in like yeah, yeah. I planned that okay. yeah he's very he much a like, hack magician like just trying to do card has, tricks and stuff yeah yeah he has maybe like one or two tricks and <laughs> I like that. So I think a a good scene for that would be the first magic show he does when he comes back to Vienna, uh, where he makes the handkerchief disappear and um, the butterflies fly in with it, the mirror trick. Um, and to cast that up, I think as the biggest fan of the illusionist, maybe ever, Aaron, uh, you were born to be Eisenheim. <laughs> the illusionist one fan. Unlike him. I'm going to do my real voice. <laughs> That's a strong choice. A good call. Thank you. <laughs> um, and Austin, if you could be the Duchess on stage with okay. him. And uh, I don't think we need anybody else for that scene. No, unless like there's, yeah. If, if you need an audience member or something. Leah, I would, I, you could introduce him if you, if you would. Oh, I'm going to introduce the... Introduce Eisenheim. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. As his manager. Great. All right. Perfect. Action. And now, the show you've all been waiting for, The Great Eisenheim. Hey! Hey! For my first trick, can I have someone come up on the stage, please? I need a volunteer from the audience. Ooh, ooh, I'll do it. Yes! Beautiful woman from my childhood. (laughs) What's, um, I'm sorry, my my father's a duke, I think? Mm Mm-hmm. My father's a clown. I mean, m- my father's um makes cap. So, okay. <laughs> this I'm going to make you disappear. Oh. Or something. Something okay. will happen. Okay. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Give uh have oh sorry. Let me start. Okay. Have we met each other before? S- of course not. I. God, I'm so no. God, I hope something happens. Um. She's a plant. No, no, no. This I'm is a, a plant. human woman. This is an orange tree. This is a plant. That's a human woman. Okay, sir, you're confused. In the front row. Okay, so, um, you here's a cape. Pretty nice. Ooh, oh, I'll yeah, model the yeah, cape. I love it. Is this um? Do you do like? Can you balance eggs? That's that's what I was hoping. Can I can I balance eggs? Yes, that's the finale. I build up to that. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Okay. So stand in front of this mirror. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to curtsy. Uh, just do this. Yeah. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I want you to sort of do like a quirky girl shrug. Like, who me? All right. Oh. And I'll do the, um, can I do the like Macarena? Is that? Yeah. And then. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Your reflection's doing something else. Oh my God. I did the how? Macarena. I did the Macarena and uh, my reflection did the time warp. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so scared. What is, is this? this happening? I mean, ta-da! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, how is this possible? Oh my god. She has a sword. Oh my god, run! What? Probably! <laughs> I don't know! Oh god, oh my god. This. Where's the inspector? This can't be right. Wait! Oh my god, she stabbed her. Um. Ah, uh, ta-da! Oh wait, a little ghost floating thing is coming back in And she's awake. Okay, okay. I was dead. You were dead. But I brought you back to life, because I... I've seen the lake of fire. Oh, okay. Don't sue me, okay? Hey, hey. My dad's not a lawyer. Oh, right. You said your dad was a... A, a duke, I think. Yeah. I don't know royalty. He went to duke. See. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know royalty. 
Uh, do you think that would actually be a good concept for a movie is a magician is doing like a magic show and they're sort of like a mediocre magician and then real magic ends up happening in their magic show and they don't mm-hmm. know how. Somebody I write that. that is... Someone get a pen. <laughs> I think that <laughs> is a good. And then pay us good... for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that So you, you listen to the Prestige episode. I think that's a good arc for our OK Carl character from that episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that, real okay yeah. energy. I think that's a way more interesting mystery is him being like, well, I'm super rich from all of this magic. I'm not going to try to figure out, but I, I kind of want to know how it's done. Who's doing this to me? Is it real magic? That would be a good movie. But it's just like a long term prank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Paul Giamatti. I want to flip the roles. Edward Norton is the inspector. Paul Giamatti is the magician. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that that is the perfect fix for this movie, honestly. <laughs> you said that, and that felt so true. Now let me just replay the whole movie in my head. <laughs> Let's just hmm. sit here quietly for a couple hours while we all think about that. Jessica Biel is the evil Baron. Ooh, yes. All right, this I'm fixing this. I'm fixing mm-hmm. this. <laughs> I um, this is a tangent, but like, I don't know if you guys know the comedian James Adomian, but. I like Paul Giamatti, but always I think about his impression of Paul Giamatti. And it, if if nobody has heard that, I I've never heard it or it. seen it. I'll look oh, it up. He's so he did the uh, he, he was the guy that went viral like dressing up as Bernie Sanders a lot. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that either. Oh, I did see that. You remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just like an impressionist, but his Paul Giamatti is really good. Um, I yes, yeah, please send that to me because I'd love to see it. I've never seen someone do a good Paul Giamatti. He's impossible to capture. <laughs> it's, um, I'll, I'll have to. I'll see if it's on. Do you have Spotify? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll see if that album is on there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. Is to me, this is where he peaks in his career. What is everyone else's like number one Paul Giamatti thing? Oh, uh, big fat liar. <laughs> where he's blue. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The classic uh, uh, Tobias Funke. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, hmm. What was the movie he did recently? Not recently, but like it was the last movie I saw him in uh, with, uh, I forget her name, uh, but she she played Holly in The Office. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he, he played opposite her. He was like a wrestling coach or something. Um, let's see if I can find it. That was a, it was a really good movie. I don't I... know if I can say that he peaked there, but... <laughs> I just watched San Andreas, the <laughs> the terrible oh, movie. Yeah, from, he's the scientist. Yeah, he's the scientist. You know how there's like in every disaster movie, there's a scientist that people are ignoring? He plays that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's a perfect role. That role is made for Paul Giamatti. <laughs> when I heard about that movie, it's like him and The Rock. And I was like, oh, they're going to team up and be together? Hello? But they never speak in the whole movie. They never talk. It's horrible. They didn't kiss once. <sighs> no. I would... <laughs> He also, um, he played in an independent film that was based on my favorite book called John Dies at the End. Oh, I've never um, seen it. Really liked that. The um, He was in the episode of the Chris Gethard show, the one that's the best one. Did you guys ever see that? Mm-mm. The dumpster one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I like Chris Gethard, but I haven't uh, I need to watch that I, Well, show. then I absolutely like spoiled list. it and make it not fun to watch. But there's an episode where it's uh, Jason Menzoukas and Paul Shear are the guests. And uh, Chris Gethard knows there's a dumpster and he goes, there's something in the dumpster and you you have to guess what it is by the end of the episode or I'm not going to tell you what's in it. 
Uh, and people keep like sending in their guesses and everyone's guessing and they he eventually lets Paul Shear and Jason Mansukis look one at a time and their eyes get like so wide and it's so funny. And at the end of the episode you realize that Paul Giamatti was in the dumpster the whole time. Which is the most random, amazing celebrity to have in there. Uh it's like a perfect episode of TV. I think you can find it on YouTube. Oh, that is so, so good. good. Uh but yeah, sorry, I got us so sidetracked again. I just wanted to talk <laughs> no. about Paul Giamatti. I mean, we could just talk about Paul Giamatti forever. So, uh, Aaron, are you ready now to pitch a change? Would yes. You, are you okay? I had a Go couple written, but because we already mentioned this, I feel like everyone's gonna be on board with this one. I think mm-hmm. this movie should be more of a love triangle. Mm-hmm between Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti, and Jessica Biel. Love and it. I don't care who's the top of the triangle. <laughs> well, we know. I I am the belle of the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, because like, Jessica Biel being the one that they're both after is the least interesting choice. Yeah, so we talked yeah. a little bit about how Paul Giamatti and Jessica Biel are both in love with Edward Norton. But hear me out. Yep. <laughs> you, Jessica Biel <laughs> and Edward Norton both start having a thing for Paul Giamatti in this movie. That is the best possible outcome. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You did so, it. Yeah, that, thank you. You know what? Thank you. Oh my god. That's the best his, answer. Just like saying that you used to do magic, that is the best answer. So what's the best love triangle? Imagination at the end or yeah, his imaginary scenario is them both coming to him and kissing him on each other. Yeah. Oh. Because normally in movies like this, the the guy trying to figure out the mystery is our lead, like is mm-hmm. our way in. And Edward Norton has little to no personality in this. Mm-hmm. There's no, he as someone who I've seen be charismatic before on screen, mostly just in Wes Anderson movies, there's nothing behind his eyes in this. So he's not a believable romantic lead to me. Paul Giamatti showed up to work every day. <laughs> he didn't miss his coffee once in this. The other two are so boring that I feel like they'd be attracted to they're too similar and they're nothingness we need a personality at the center of it mm-hmm. it's perfect you just made the perfect movie yeah we can seriously. stop the show it's thank over you. thank you i would love um again our show's not visual but like uh the the little heart uh lock locket that jessica Beale has it opens up to show a little picture of blue paul giamatti from big fat Liar. <laughs> It's Paul Giamatti from Big Fat Liar on one side and him and his John Adams wig on the other side. She's got a little music wo- yeah. uh, music box that plays Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, could I see a seed? Mm-hmm. Please. Hmm, let me think for a second. I will say um, we, we do try to keep casting uh, just consistent between scenes. Okay. So that because at the end of all this, we're going to do a trailer for the movie. And if we're all playing different characters, it gets a little chaotic. Totally. Um. So I but I kind of want to see. Um. OK, Austin, let's have you play Paul Giamatti. Um, okay. And it, it's just sort of going to be a solo scene. But this is you sort of putting the pieces of the clues together. And you realize that they're leaving you like little like love notes and Valentine's in their clues, too. So okay. it's not only are you collecting the clues from the mystery, but you're collecting sort of um, little hints that they might be into you. All right. Oh, wait, wait a minute. The trick, the trick he taught me when I, I raised the hmm. He had me grab the ball, and then his he lingered a little on my hand. Johnson, Johnson, get in here. Yes, sir. What did you say you found in the back room of the theater? Um, you said there was a note 
Yeah, yes, uh, it said, uh, tel- telegram, telegraph me. Did it, was it addressed to anyone? Uh, it, it just said, uh, CI. Hmm. We've narrowed down the results. Um, could be. Carl. Could be ch- Chief Inspector. Hmm. And the, the locket. There were plans for the locket, right? And there was a yes. picture of me, blue. Well, I. And in a wig. I mean, it, 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 maybe there was some resemblance. But, uh, a paper airplane just sort of glides through and lands on his uh, lap, and it's a note that just says, do you like me? And then a box for check yes and no. Johnson. Johnson, it's a clue. What do you think What do you think this means? Do you like me? Yes or no? Well, hmm. It came from came from outside, sir. Uh, maybe the sky wants to And that know. ghost. That ghost in the alleyway. He touched my butt, Johnson. Uh, I don't know if I remember that. Exactly happened in that way, but uh, it was the ghost of uh, uh, the illusionist. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, he can't touch any. I guess he touched your butt. I mean, it went right through. But like, you saw it happen. Tell yeah, me you I saw. saw it, I saw. His, I saw his hand go through your butt. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Duchess, her, she left a gemstone in her dress. It's, what are we investigating? <laughs> Exactly. I'm trying to figure out if anyone is going to ask me to the dance. <laughs> I, if I'm going to be the mayor of Vienna, I can't go to the counts to the counts dance stag. And I have this note about somebody liking me, and I have a jewel, and that ghost touched my butt. They probably they probably don't they probably don't like you. I mean, <laughs> uh, are you going with anybody like now? Like, do you have a date? <laughs> Does this guy intend well, to? <laughs> no, uh, not yet, Johnson, or else I wouldn't be on this case. Like, I'm just, I'm the simple son of a butcher. Well, my father, uh, as we both know, was a mason. Um, You've said that. I, That's why I trust you, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It's hard as stone, right? Um, but, uh, you know, if, like, I don't have a date to dance. Johnson, do you think this airplane was for you? I'd be happy for you, but also devastated. <laughs> can, I can't even attract. Can't even attract a magician. Well, I mean, I think you're. I think you're pretty cute. You look good in your little detective outfit. Thank you, Johnson. We have to get to the bottom of this mystery. Oh, okay. Cut. And see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the chief inspector. <laughs> like is, Johnson being uh, into him and the chief inspector. Yeah. Being this totally is there's something about Paul Giamatti now. <laughs> yeah. This is. It is so funny that everyone just magnetically pulls to him in every single scene. If we could see another scene, I need to see Prince uh, Leopold and Paul Giamatti in the same room. Uh, Just to see what happens. We have no idea. Maybe at the very end where Paul Giamatti's confronting Prince Leopold about all this. (laughs) Prince Leopold's just like trying to see if there's any chance. Um... Leah, if you could be Prince Leopold, and Austin, if you could be, I continue Makes to sense. be. I like, I like the name. Yeah, Leah Pold. Prince, Prince Leah Pold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prince Leah Pold. Yeah. Uh, action. You've killed a woman before, and I think you've done it again. Well, I okay. So I did kill a woman before. Uh, I mean, the other woman's dead, and I think like that's probably the most important thing. Is like she's dead, she's gone, and I'm single and ready to mingle. Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure you, I I found a jewel and oh, I found, found a love note. I found a love note written to me, uh-huh. but it was on your stationery. Um, and what did but you I'm think? pretty sure it was the Duchess's 
handwriting. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I I she, I don't think so. I think no. But you found the you found all the stuff. You found the jewels. Your Highness, you did you did what? you throw this paper airplane? Well, no, I didn't. I mean, I had somebody throw them. I don't throw paper airplanes. I'm mm. the crown prince. Kind of a big deal. Right. And my father is a butcher. And my father is. Well, everyone knows who my father is. Knock knock. Hey. Sorry. Um. I am one of the horses. Inspector, I saw you come in, and I thought I'd trot on in just to check in on you, see how you are, see if I could get you anything. Hey, yeah, um, I love those horseshoes on you, by the Me? way. Me? Oh my god, thank you. They're new. Yeah. They hammer oh, them great. into my feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember me? I was the horse with blood the... on it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How is that? Good, I'm clean now. They gave me a bath, so. Great. Cool. Well, you know where to find me. I'll be in the stables. You okay. have to open yeah. the door. We know the chief's in there. Who's yeah, I'm in. What, what's up? I'm in here. Prince Leopold, you have to open the door. Well, we're oh, busy okay. in here. Yeah, we're kind of. It's kind of like full. Like the room's full Three's right now. Crowd, so yeah. Actually, we'll, Leopold, you could probably head out. We might well, get dinner. Did someone talk about dinner? Inspector, well, did I, you say something? I, was, I could I, go for a bite. I was um, hungry before you came in. I'm hungry all the time. I'm a horse. Uh-uh. So. Mm-hmm. Van Heisen, there are two of them in there. We don't have a fucking chance, dude. <laughs> I know. They they locked the door so they could put the moves on the inspector. And I feel like I just, if I had the time of day, if he gave me a chance and realized that my father was a bread maker, I think that we would have a lot to talk about. Inspector, you have an eyelash on your face. Let me just get it. Oh my God, I kicked oh. him in the face. <laughs> oh, oh my I God, know. I knocked oh. him out. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... I'm so sorry. Oh, this is the worst thing that's happened to me since my whole body was turned blue. Scene. Cut. <laughs> Does he recover from his injury? Is he going to be okay? No, he's going to be blue yeah. forever. <laughs> he, he tricks the whole town into thinking he's dead so that he can run away to a cabin. Mm. I, that, I mean, that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> that's where we're at with this no, it makes sense. now. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we got one more change. <laughs> we have one more change. It also involves Pontiamati. <laughs> Perfect. There's been a lot of what we like to call bonus changes in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are happening in scenes and they're just canon now. Um, so, um my my change is uh it I feel like it sort of just goes along with the movie. I don't know that it fully relates to the changes that have been made. It more relates to, I think, the implication that Paul Giamatti is in love with Edward Norton. Um, but you know how he's like really obsessed with figuring out the um, orange tree uh, mm-hmm. trick? So I think that um, he goes through a series of disguises where he's like trying to be different people getting into the theater like um, to just find out the trick. So he's like now he's like the guy cleaning up the theater and or, or whatever um but he's it's but he's not they're not good disi- disguises it's clearly still him and i guess he's probably still really charismatic and everyone's going to be in love with him so. <laughs> perfect um, so um let's do uh aaron as um edward norton and um <laughs> and austin as paul giamatti 
Um, and, uh, and Farley and I will just jump in as and if we're needed. Cool. <clears throat> yes. Yep. And action. Uh, uh, don't mind me, sir. I'm just uh, sweeping up the stage. My father's a turdsmith. Okay, sorry. I can't help but notice you have several mustaches stacked on top of one another. I've never seen such a thing in my entire life. It's a rare disease, sir. Well, Disguise-itis. you don't seem like you're the inspector, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you how one of my tricks work, just in case. I, I would never try to see how your tricks work. Wait a minute. One of your mustaches is falling off. Inspector! Nope, nope, never mind. What are ah. you doing here, you goober? I gotta, I gotta find the secret to that orange tree. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, see you tomorrow. And scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Can we do one more with a different it's disguise? every day. <laughs> that, that was probably day ten of it. <laughs> uh, Want to know something embarrassing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'll, you know what I'll tell you. Uh, you know the at the end when he gave Paul Giamatti the print of how to do the orange tree trick. I at one point wanted to get a print of that as art for my room. I wanted to get someone who had made a copy of that and then hanging up, hang it up on my wall, and I could never find it. So that is an embarrassing thing that I tried to find in my life. Well, fortunately <laughs> I, for you, Etsy was not around. Yeah, I also don't think anyone on Etsy has ever made that or will ever <laughs> yeah. make that. That doesn't I don't exist. Know, I don't know why you couldn't find that, Aaron. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something everyone would want. <laughs> I was I thinking you, the same thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you like paused the movie and tried to figure out how to do the trick. <laughs> no, it's nonsense. It's like on a wheel or something. It doesn't make any sense. But I really wanted it. So if anyone's an artist, you know what? At this point, I'll just commission that from someone. If anyone yeah, is should. up for it. I do. Doing? I really like the the like style that that was drawn in and written in. Like it's got it's like the Da Vinci drawing type. Thank you. Art style. I think that's very cool. Okay. You're I don't know that the orange tree better. from The Illusionist would be. Like no, you think it's cool. No, you, you just I said do, you thought it was really cool. I do cool. like the aesthetic. Yeah, so I, I could cool. understand that. He did make you feel better. Um, I'm just interested in how you introduced that as something embarrassing, and then said you will commission that. Yeah, you know what? I pivoted. <laughs> <laughs> Once I was saying it out loud, I was like, I kind of want this again. Okay, p- hear me out. Now that you've seen the movie, you're in mm-hmm. someone's apartment at a dinner party. It's like you don't you've never been there before. You're having a really nice time. You're looking at all their books and your and their art and the wall and you're like judging them based on their interests and stuff. You walk over. It is that cutout of how to do the orange tree trick and it takes you a second and then you go, "Is this from the fucking illusionist?" I ask them if they've ever seen The Prestige. Yeah. And then that person you go, "You're a weirdo. I like you." That's hilarious. That would make me so happy if someone came into my home. And understood oh, yeah. what that reference was. Yeah. I'd be like, "This person is my new best friend." <laughs> That's. That I really mean, cool. there is like a something you can tell about someone as soon as you they catch that reference. I would recognize it immediately if I walked into <laughs> someone's home. I would clock it and go like, "Yes, I know what that is." Uh, I very much too were attracted sunk- to Paul Giamatti in the movie. <laughs> 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 I uh, I very much sometimes think about like how funny it would be to have movie posters of like. Not great movies, but also not horrible movies. Just like, just like sort of middling movies, like The Illusionist, and just 
just have posters like that all over my apartment. <laughs> like that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm really into like these. <laughs> uh, let me think of another example. Like, uh, oh, it's uh, a hard thing to think about. Yeah, mediocre yeah. Movies. I have a good example, but I'm trying to remember the day what the after name tomorrow. Of the movie is. Oh, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. The um, a a guy I was friends with in high school. His older brother worked at a local movie theater, and they let him take some of the posters mm-hmm. home. But it was clear that he was not a favorite. Uh, employee. So he had all of those like in their basement for all those sort of middling movies that you were like, did that already come out? It came out two years ago. Did anyone see it? A lot of sequels. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never seen a trailer for that. It it was like Beverly Hills Chihuahua and like other such things that you're like, okay. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, the fourth Terminator movie. Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, all well, right. Do we want to? Uh, is there another scene we want to do? Or I think we might have done it, unless someone has a, a a strong feeling about a scene they want to see. I think I think I we, think did, we it. did it. We I focused we... a lot on Paul Giamatti. That's yeah, yeah, which is honestly where the focus should be. So uh, good I'm job, really... everybody. Without and... a doubt, that makes the movie better. Yeah. <laughs> really proud of the work we've done here tonight. <laughs> So let's We're all just trying listen. to get Paul Giamatti's attention. We're all kissing yeah. his ass so hard right now. If you're out there and if you're listening. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, know. I just, I messaged him on Twitter. He's our guest next week. <laughs> oh, what a dream. I'm very jealous. I, if he'll sit in a dumpster for an hour, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's sure basically what our there. show is. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, your show is not garbage. My <laughs> podcast is garbage, but you should listen to it. Hey, Riddle Riddle, wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Let's uh, listen to this trailer. Yay. Magic might be real or not, but isn't important. Can you balance eggs? That's that's what I was hoping. Can I can I balance eggs? Yes, that's the finale. I build up to that. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Okay. So stand in front of this mirror, mm-hmm. and then I want you to curtsy. Uh, just do this. Yeah. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I want you to sort of do like a quirky girl shrug, like who me? How? One illusionist has a crush. Wait a minute. One of your mustaches is falling off. Inspector. Nope. Nope. Never mind. What are uh, you doing here, you goober? I gotta, I gotta find the secret to that orange tree. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. But can the sexy, hot chief inspector solve the case before the big dance? It's what are we investigating? <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to figure out if anyone is gonna ask me to the dance. I, if I'm gonna be the mayor of Vienna. I can't go to the counts to the count stance stag and I have this note about somebody liking me and I have a jewel and that ghost touched my butt. They probably they probably don't they probably don't like you. I mean, uh, are you going with anybody like now? Like do you have a date? <clears throat> Will the prince or duke or whatever win the heart of the chief inspector? You've killed a woman before and I think you've done it again. Well, I okay, so I did kill a woman before. Uh, I mean, the other woman's dead, and I think like that's probably the most important thing is like she's dead, she's gone, and I'm single and ready to mingle. 
Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure you, I I found a jewel and oh, I found, found a that? love note. I found a love note written to me, uh-huh. but it was on your stationery. Um, and what did but you I'm think? pretty sure it was the Duchess's handwriting. That doesn't sound right. I I she, I don't think so. I think no. But you found the you found all the stuff. Who will be the inspector's date? Knock knock. Hey. Sorry, um, I am one of the horses. Inspector, I saw you come in, and I thought I'd trot on in just to check in on you, see how you are, see if I could get you anything. Actually, Leopold, you could probably head out. We might get dinner. Did someone talk about dinner? Inspector, did you say something about dinner? You have to open the door. We know the chief's in there. Will the narrator who is actually the chief inspector's soulmate, even get a shot? A paper airplane just sort of glides through and lands on his uh, lap, and it's a note that just says, do you like me? And then a box for check yes and no. Find out in the movie Aaron Keefe calls the most romantic movie ever made, The Illusionist, coming this summer. All right, well, that was some trailer. Woo-wee. Was that good? Yeah. Focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you can see a poster for that new movie on our social media. You can. You can follow Better Movie Club on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Movie Club. And you can email us at uh, bettermovieclub at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Don't know why you would, but if you want to, do it. We haven't plugged our email in a minute. I know. It's I just remembered it was time. a thing, and it was like, that would be cool. <laughs> I would love if somebody emailed us. <laughs> and uh, what about plugs? Aaron, thank you so much for being our guest. Do you have anything to plug? Um, Listen to Hey Riddle Riddle if you want. Uh, Yeah, that's it. It's a podcast that I'm on. The guys are really, really funny, and I really enjoy doing it. But definitely start from episode one, or you'll hate it. Or maybe you'll still hate it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, we all like, we all love, uh, Hey Riddle Riddle. I think we're all Patreons also, so we can, oh, yeah. we consume all of the <laughs> additional. You get all of the better episodes. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Our main feed is cursed and our <laughs> Patreons are the most fun ever to record. Yeah, I can't recommend I, it enough. <laughs> I do have to say, and I don't know what this phenomenon is, but there are so many like unintended, like we'll make a reference when we record one night and then it feels like. The next week on Hey Riddle Riddle, you guys, like a great example is in September, uh, we did sequels to movies that we had seen. And in the intro, uh, we invented a character called Sequanta, who is a, a Santa character who's, who's bringing, yeah, <laughs> Which September. may sound familiar to you. <laughs> that episode came out on a Thursday and on the Wednesday, right before that, Hey Riddle Riddle's episode, <laughs> September Santa came out. We're not bugging your houses. Yeah, we're sharing a brain space somehow. Or yeah, you yeah. guys are listening. Yeah, you guys have bugged our houses. Yeah. I just think like, because we're all fans and I think like spending so much time consuming you guys talking for like an hour every week, it's just like, it's just like group thought or like parallel yeah. thinking. <laughs> You guys are in the same like rhythms of as us. I'm sure we get like mm-hmm. the same stu- song stuck in our heads at the same time. Like, Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like living in the same loop. 
We uh, all watched The Illusionist at the same time. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, Synced it up. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our Patreon and for listening to Hey Riddle Riddle. That means so much. Yeah, our Patreon. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you're on the Patreon because I was like, I got to send you all the better episodes. If you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's because we record those second, but they're just like. Mm. So Hey yeah. Riddle is just a warm up, basically. Truly. We should flip <laughs> them and then they'll start being reversed. But we start doing the Patreons really late at night when we've completely lost our minds. Nice. Yeah. Explain some things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at Worry Tweets and Austin Plugs. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Wyford. That is Austin, how it sounds to be E-I-F-O-R-D. Um, oh, and uh, join our Discord server. Uh, it's pinned to all of our social media, and it's free. Farley, what you got? You can follow me on Twitter at It's Farley. That's F-R-L-Y, uh, not spelled how it sounds. Um, you can email me at farley at snakebaby.net and uh, send me all your illusions, all of them. <laughs> send me how they work and send me Paul Giamatti as well. <laughs> Send me that orange tree secret. <laughs> Please. Oh, do a commission of the orange tree drawing for yeah. me. Yeah. We'll, we'll all hang one in our house. We promise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone just agreed to it. So now we're in a club. Yep. I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it tattooed. Anything you say on a podcast is legally blinding. So. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to get it tattooed so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You've just planted something in my brain. Just a full back tattoo of the orange tree plant. <laughs> Well, oh my once God, that I'm commission comes in, I'll send it to you for the tattoo. Oh <laughs> so you got a reference. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm different now. <laughs> uh, we love to hear that. Uh, next week, um, we are going to be watching Space Jam, the original 1996 um, Space Jam. And yeah. we also have a special guest, um, editor of the Final Girl Bulletin Board, Kirsten Renault, will be joining us for that. So look forward to that. And it'll be my first time watching Space Jam also. So exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love Kirsten. Very excited. Yeah. And I think that's it. Uh, thank you, Aaron, once again. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>